0: G. Marie Taught Me strives to help women of color navigate tough issues and life's lessons. From love, loss, to the advice I should have listened to my damn self, this self-help podcast promises to deliver unscripted, unfiltered, and unapologetic realness. I am your host, G. Marie, and you are now tuning in to G. Marie Taught Me, the podcast. What up though? What's up everybody? How are you guys doing today? Welcome, welcome to the 50th episode of G Marie taught me the podcast. Yes, this is the 50th episode. I cannot believe it that I have actually been uh, recording and creating content that is specifically targeted to black women navigating um, dating careers love self-love and just everything in between and i want to thank you all so much for joining me on tonight's 50th episode um of course this is a live recording so i will be reposting the recording on my actual podcast and i will leave this link up for the next 24 hours so you guys can check it out uh over the next day or so so um again i have been really secretive about my big day and when I say secretive I mean um basically I got engaged June 18th 2020 and yes I messed up my own engagement I cannot believe it basically to make a long story short um my fiance and I we have been together for hmm if you include the breakup we met when I was 23 he was actually 22 yes um, we were together for four years. We broke up for three. And, uh, during that time we were dating other people. So, you know, I was out in the dating world. He was out in the dating world. And unfortunately there was a gentleman that I had, you know, grew up with. We had started back dating and he was on his way to my house and he died in a car accident. So after that, I was just like, I was distraught because, um, one, you know, that was my friend. We, We had been knowing each other since I was like mm, nine or 10 years old. And um, it was already hard enough because we hadn't talked in like five years. Now, again, mind you, this is not the fiance I'm engaged to now. So I was dealing with that. But um, during that time, I knew that, you know, it took for somebody to have to transition or for me to really start living my life. So that's when I started G. Marie Taught Me, the podcast. Um... Pretty much, I was teaching myself how to date all over again. Um, I was teaching myself not only how to date other people, but how to date myself. And for us, you know, sometimes it's hard to like really sit back and rediscover who you are as a person on top of, you know, balancing a business, balancing a career, uh, balancing, you know, good mental health practices. And of course, you know, when you keep attracting the same type of person after a while, it will play on your psyche so i think for so long i didn't feel like i was deserving of love now mind you this was like two years ago around this time i was just like you know i don't know if i'm gonna ever find the right person for me or if i'm gonna ever get married and quietest kept uh growing up i really never saw myself getting married so for me to actually be getting ready for my big day trying on my dress like it's such a surreal moment I, a surreal moment I was never the girl who actually sat in you know looked in magazines wedding magazines primarily picked out my dress um the color scheme for my wedding I mean look I'm, I'm a tomboy like you see what I have on so uh when the day finally came um and Andre proposed uh and again I messed up my own proposal um so ladies patience is a virtue and I'm a Gemini and I don't know if it's a Gemini thing but Geminis are not patient they're not patient okay yes look at God okay because when I tell you a lot of people was rooting for my fiance I mean since like I said I met him when I was 23 I'm 31 so he's been in my life for quite some time um But I am so happy that I am marrying somebody that I am absolutely in love with head over heels about. I mean, I just, I cannot see myself, you know, waking up and him not being in my life. Like I just, I couldn't do it. So let me tell y'all how I messed up my own engagement. Basically, Andre and I, we have been planning out our wedding for quite some time even before the engagement so he had never even proposed um he made a joke actually um one day we were talking about you know marriage and stuff and he was like well you know we have basically been married this whole time you just didn't know that I'm like oh really he was like yeah let me go grab a broom real quick so he went in the kitchen grabbed a broom put it down on the um the ground or the carpet and grabbed my hand was like all right on the count of three we're about to jump over the broom yes this man thought that that was his way of proposing now mind you when he called himself proposing before and I'm talking about we were like 24 23 24 when he first proposed girl listen he proposed with his high school ring okay but he was just like you know one day when I get the money I'm gonna propose with a real ring so Andre um he said he had always known that You know, he wanted to marry me from like the first couple of dates we went on. And ladies, I'm going to tell you something. Men know what they want. Like they sit there and they pretend to not know what they want. But a man usually knows whether or not he wants to be with you or he doesn't want to be with you within like the first two hours of a conversation. And that's something that I learned when I started dating. uh, When Andre and I were broken up that, you know, men play a lot of games, but at the end of the day it's kind of up to us to catch on to their bs and i'm not a a mail basher or anything but i mean at some point the shit is obvious that's all i'm saying it's, it's it's obvious after a while so anyways um he finally proposed but the reason why he proposed was because we were getting ready to go up north um the week after juneteenth we had got a cabin with his twin brother his twin brother's wife Um, his twin brother's wife's brother and girlfriend and the twins brother's wife girlfriend's brother and girlfriend so it was like six of us but he was going to propose at the cabin so they bought fireworks I mean they had steak dinners and everything planned out for Andre's engagement and we were laying in the bed and I was just going through like our list of stuff that we had to get for the wedding I'm like you know I know we going up north and stuff but I'm going up north a girlfriend I better leave a fiance yeah so um basically Andre was just like you know what and mind you, he works like a 13 hour shift as a truck driver. So he went downstairs, went to the car, came back upstairs. So I, I heard him, you know, slam the door. Mind you, he had to throw on some basketball shorts and everything. He went out there with no shoes on, looking like caveman, came back upstairs and he opened up the door and he had the box behind his back. And I'm sitting there like, oh, shit he really was about to propose so he finally got down on one knee and he looked at me and he was like Gabrielle Marie Smith yes I said my whole government name <laughs> will you marry me and I don't care how you know unconventional the engagement was um The reason why it was so special to me because the first time he ever told me he loved me, we were in the bedroom and we were, you know, getting ready to... And there was like this moment, he just looked at me. I think this was like maybe the third or fourth date we had went on. And he was just like, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm in love with you and I love you. And I've never you know been so scared to say it but I feel like you feel the same way so I love you and I was just like wow it's crazy because I've never believed in my love at first sight or anything but after our fourth date like I knew I was in love with him too so it was just weird because I'm like no I'm in love with you also and this is our fourth date and we've said we love each other and after that our love story literally went from we met in January. We started dating in February. Um, we were together by March and we were moved in by June. So, yeah, our love story was quick. And um, again, we had that good run for the first four years. And then I think there was a point in time in our relationship where we really just it's not that we were growing know separately but things weren't you know working in our favor at the time so after you know four years we decided to break up and even in the midst of our breakup we still worked together even when like I moved out got my own apartment and everything he was still coming over we were still going out and then it was this one time um in our quote-unquote breakup or friendship or whatever. Um, or situationship. Cause yeah, even me and my fiance had a situationship for a long time. Um, he was dating this girl. And it's funny because his mom and his sister-in-law said that the girl favored me a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say she favored me. Like we were kind of built the same, same complexion. Uh, she had dimples, but that was it. I mean, she didn't have my, you know, my swag or nothing. I mean, she wasn't me, so she definitely couldn't, you know, compare, you don't know, compete where you don't compare, but that's here nor there. And, um, I saw a picture of him and old girl posted on his social media. And of course I was like, oh, okay. You know, but here I am, I'm dating other people and I'm checking up on him. And this was the first time Andre wasn't checking up on me. And I felt some type of way about that shit because I'm like, you know, I thought he said he loved me and did it. But, uh, if, if we're going to be real about it, you know sometimes it's not always the man so I'm gonna just be real with y'all uh during our time where we like needed to just kind of go our separate ways I think it may have been more so me than it was him but you know it was just a lot going on and we needed to just give each other space to really regroup and to heal and to just you know get through everything that we were going through in our relationship And so, you know, moving on three years later, I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, dating is ghetto. I don't want to do this shit anymore. And there was this, this, the last date I went on before, um, I made a promise to God that I I wasn't dealing with nobody else until, you know, my husband came into my life. So that meant practicing abstinence. So I was like, I was serious because, um, it was the, the day before my 30th birthday, uh, this guy that I had dated in high school, and me and him, we always were, you know, on and off, or whatever. um He did something so scant. Like, basically, we kicked it, whoop de whoop, on a bleep de bleep. And then um I made a joke about calling an Uber or whatever to come pick him up because he was, you know, in from out of town or whatever. And do you know he used that as an excuse to, like, not talk to me anymore? He basically texted me and was like, you know what? Um, I don't appreciate you making that comment about calling the Uber. And I think me and you just need to go our separate ways. And da, 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 da. Now, mind you, I knew how old boy was when we had dated before. In high school, in college. And he pretty much pulled the same shit he had pulled when we had dated. You know, those three or four or five or six times. But for whatever reason, I don't know why it hit me the hardest. And it hit me so hard to the point where... Like I'm gonna be real with y'all, I just didn't want to live anymore because I had been through so many ups and downs when it came to love, and I was, and this is hard to share, but I was contemplating ending my life. Yes, I I contemplated ending my life because I felt that at that point nobody loved me. But <laughs> uh, after I, you know, talked to my best friend Lindsay. Lindsay got me together and i made I, I literally made a promise to god and i was just like you know what god i'm not fucking with these niggas no more <laughs> uh, i'm going to remain abstinence and i'm gonna um, stay in my truth until until you bless me with my husband that was the prayer <laughs> The prayer was we not gonna do this we not gonna do nothing until the Lord brings me my husband and crazy enough <laughs> it was like the next day um Andre hit me up and was like hey you know we were still friends whatever he hit me up and he was like I want to take you out for your 30th birthday I was like, okay, you know, so we went out and we were always, you know, cool. And, you know, we were always talking stuff and like, he just showed me so much love. And I remember I was like, damn, like our relationship was always good. Like when we were together. So of course we had our talk. We, um, we started spending more, a little bit more time together. I think like right after my 30th birthday, and then it was like, love at first sight all over again. We, uh, I think we had, went to like Ikea or something. And I was just like, dog, I don't want to do this with anybody else, but Andre, like, I just, I don't see myself dealing with anybody, but even in the midst of all of that, um, you know, I still remained focused on my journey, my abstinence journey. And I explained it to Andre and Andre was very supportive. So, Of course, we were dating again. Now, mind you, my birthday was in June. And August, you know, he had made a comment that, you know, I was his girlfriend, whatever. I was like, oh, so we back together now type of thing. And he was like, well, we really never broke up if you think about it. So, that's seven years. (laughs) Four years of being together. Three years of breaking up. And then, you know, us kind of just meeting right back where we left off. So, I think around, like, end of September, I was just like, all right, now mind you in college, I was still in school when I moved in with him. Uh forgot how old I was when I graduated from college, but that was in like 2013 or whatever and I was getting ready to graduate. So I didn't have to work. Like he told me like I didn't have to work or anything. He would help me with, you know, the bills and you know, just pretty much let me focus on finishing school. So I did that, got my degree. And this time around I was like, oh no, I'm about to reverse the road. So he's a truck driver. And he was still staying in our old apartment uh, downtown, but the lease was almost up. And I think we signed our lease in September of 2013 or 12. Yeah, 2012, because I was working for Wayne State. And, And I was just like, you know, you know what? Your lease about to be up. I still got this apartment and it's out here and it's quiet. Come move in with me. So, here I am, you know, reversing roles and stuff like, yeah, boo, come over with me. And Andre and I, it was like, it just, we meshed. We meshed. And I was like, you know what? I, I think he was my husband all along, and I was just on some bull. I'm just going to be real with you. I was on some boo. I was out here living my life, having a city girl, hot girl summer every summer, every fall, every winter. And... Like I said, after a while, I just kind of grew out of it. I was like, you know, uh, this dating shit is ghetto. And then I was dating the same people that I should have been dating. Like people from like my past, from like high school and college and stuff. So it just made it worse because, you know, they know me and I know them. But, um, I am very happy to say, even after everything that happened around my 30th birthday, I am in a much better place, but I had to get in a much better place before I could fully give myself over, um, to Andre. I had to give myself over to God first and that's, that's saying a lot, you know, and and yeah, yes, Kim, I belong to the streets. I still belong to the streets. Okay. But you know, I just, I toned it down a little bit and, um, you know, like I said, it is, it's such a beautiful thing where you can like really find somebody who loves you despite all of your faults, despite, um, all of your baggage. And and when I say like. Sometimes you do go into a relationship. With a whole bunch of baggage. And for me. I had to get me together first. Like that's just the bottom line. I had to get me together first. You cannot go in a relationship. Expecting for somebody to fix you. I mean. Jada Jada already said at the, uh, at the rant table. I didn't really watch it or anything. But if entanglement. Was. A thing, yeah, I had my own entanglement and it affected my relationship with my fiance before we broke up the first time. Well, we only broke up once. But, um, you know, the thing is we're so busy trying to like fix everybody else that we forget to fix ourselves. And that's where a lot of stuff gets messed up. But I think we find more pleasure in trying to fix other people because we're just as broken as they are you know so just think about that for a moment like if you if you feel like you are attracting the same type of person when you date people um after a while it's not them like I'm just gonna be real with you after a while it may not be them it it might uh solely just be a reflection of how you feel about yourself so that's when you really have to self-examine and figure out okay um i notice i keep attracting the same type of person so does that make me a person i mean maybe maybe but what can i do um to like really peel back those layers and start working on myself and that's what i had to do before you know andre and i could get back together so i was in a much healthier state mentally um physically like i was working out a lot more Um, I was not, you know, depressed or anything and, and I knew that I was worthy of love. And I knew that before I could allow somebody else to love me, I had to 100% love myself internally, externally. I had to accept every flaw, every, every scar, every battle scar, everything about me that was ugly. And to know that at the end of the day, I was still beautiful. Even if I wasn't beautiful to somebody else, I was still beautiful to myself. So Fast forward, here we are, two years after I've started my podcast for the simple sake of learning how to redate all over again, and I will be Mrs. Carruthers in 41 days. Wow. And yes, I said 41 days. So let me tell y'all, our wedding was originally June 27, 2021. That was supposed to be the day he was going to propose. We decided to move our wedding date up to August 30th, 2020. So let's get into the meat and the potatoes (laughs) of the show. Preparing for the big day. I, um, Andre and I, we had a discussion and we decided that we wanted to move our date up because we did not see any point in waiting. We just didn't. We have been together this long and we was just like, you know, nothing's going to change like between me and him. We're going to be the same people, whether or not we're married or not married. But I think to finally, you know, go from miss to missus and, and to to really want to do that shit, not just because it's, it's popular, but because I really want to change my name. You know, I just it's time I'm ready to to share something with somebody who wants to share the same stuff with me. And I am, I'm frightened because we're in such a crazy time right now with everything that's going on, but I'm also excited. And I say that to say, there's a lot of shift going on in the universe. There's a lot of change that's getting ready to happen. And you know, some for the good, some not so good. But I feel like everything that's changing in my life is like literally all happening at the same time. So I'm preparing for the big day. I have everything that I need for my wedding. Um, I am contemplating doing a Zoom or a live. I'm not sure yet because we said we wanted it to be uh, an intimate day that we share with our immediate family. So I'm thinking about it. I am thinking about it. Uh, cause I do want to include you guys in my journey. Um, I think, you know, marrying the love of your life is such a beautiful thing, especially when you mean it shit. So, but yes, so that, and then speaking of change, so something else that I had mentioned, um, that I was like really quiet about, but I was laid off my job. Yeah. So in the midst of planning this wedding and getting everything together, uh, last Monday, I got the call from my boss and he called like this you know group meeting on a Monday he never calls a meeting on a Monday it's always Friday so I knew something was up and I think I just I kind of saw it coming because we went from full time um, April 13th they uh, deducted our hours to like part time so we sitting in the house we getting paid still uh, collecting unemployment and everything and because of how active my job is, you know, we're always out in the field. So I worked for a company called premium retail and our client was Starbucks. And I would have to visit a lot of my food service accounts. So I would go to hotels, universities, hospitals, um, office buildings. And obviously a lot of our accounts were closed. So is I think it was like 10 people on the U S team and five people on the Canadian team, but they're considered the Nestle professional team. So they kept their jobs. They didn't fire them, and that's still a bunch of BS. But it's here nor there. Um. So yeah. So ten of us were let go, and the company said that they're so devastated right now because they did not want to do that and they want to keep our uh our program around and stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And and now. Now that all of this change is happening, so I'm, I'm about to change my last name, I'm shifting careers and stuff. Um, I've decided that the best thing for me to do now is to just hire myself. Yes, so I am officially going to embark on my full time entrepreneurship journey. I'm scared, <laughs> I am terrified, but again, I am excited because I have um a great support system andre is very supportive in this uh there are some things that i am working on right now that i can't talk about but one thing i can talk about is that uh i pretty much i've been learning how to day trade and i know you guys you've heard of forex and everything and i mean y'all probably heard about this until y'all blew in the face but i'm gonna just keep it real short since i've been learning how to day trade um one, I've learned a new skill, and two, um, I've learned how to actually make money from my house, and I don't have to worry about going out and talking to people. I can just, you know, talk to people right here, whether it's online or, you know, shoot me a DM or whatever. So the best thing about Forex is that you can bring in income two ways. You can either do it by trading currency, or you can do it by uh, referrals, just referring people to the platform that you use to day trade. But I'm not here to, you know, promote that right now. This is, I'm focusing on my stuff right now, Jim Marie Media, which is my business, which is something else that, you know, I'm working on and stuff, uh, my, my multimedia agency. So not only am I, you know, day trading, but I also have my own multimedia business. And that's how like Jim Marie taught me was kind of born through my media business. Cause I started out DJing and right now, I mean, I don't want to go anywhere i don't want to dj you know i want to dj for anybody oh (laughs) she said i need the link i don't worry i'm gonna see you the link after this so i got you but yeah so i don't want to dj and i still like i've been getting gigs and stuff for this year and next year but the gigs that are this year i've had to turn down and actually give them away to other djs just because i don't feel as comfortable uh, as comfortable i can't even talk being around people and, you know, people, when it comes to DJing, like people like being in your face and messing with your shit and, you know, talking to you, always requesting music and stuff. So for me, I'm just like, I like DJing. It's fun. It's cool. Um, but I just feel myself leaning more towards what I'm doing now with my multimedia agency. And that is um, audio engineering and visual media uh, creations for podcasters and YouTubers so something else that I'm working on is my um the podcast master class where I teach people you know how to pretty much start and launch your podcast from scratch so I've been doing this for two years and I mean I love what I'm doing and you really don't need that much equipment to do it and that's where you know when you start doing research and stuff and like watching YouTube videos it becomes very intimidating because you think oh I need all of this equipment to do a podcast when in fact you don't like to be real with y'all I'm recording my podcast right now using the audacity app and you can use a voice recorder you can use um anchor but you just have to know how to edit and master your audio so that's where my media company comes in um so i basically gmarie media is my business and gmarie taught me is my brand like i am you know gmarie taught me so i will eventually take a survey to see like who all wants to actually learn how to start and launch a podcast because i mean right now like some people aren't working and staying at home they chilling and it's a lot of stuff that people want to talk about especially women like i have another podcast that I only did like five or six episodes and I stopped doing it because I was just working I was like you know working full-time traveling teaching dance DJ and I was just doing a lot and I'm thinking about selling that podcast to somebody um but it's it's a dope podcast it's gotten amazing reviews but if you want to know what it is hit me up shoot me a dm and I'll let you know so yeah so anyway so day trading running a multimedia business and then it's something it's another business venture that I've been wanting to do my entire life and this is the perfect time to do it so I am so excited I can't even tell y'all what it is but once me and my um uh, my homegirls get everything straight I can finally tell y'all probably like by the end of this year but right now we're just putting up the money for this next business venture but when i tell you i will finally be using my degree (laughs) i will finally be using my degree putting my degree to some use and i'm just so excited so for those that know what i have my degree in then you can kind of put two and two together what i'm getting ready to do come next fall 2021 um oh yeah so okay would that be the same if we we're a youtube channel um so actually I have a youtube channel and I just started doing my vlogs but I haven't been putting them out there because I don't know I'm just weird but yes if you click the link in my bio um you can check out my youtube channel but as far as like you know podcasts and stuff you could do a live podcast and launch it on youtube You know, just make sure you have like the right lighting, the right equipment. Um, You can use your your iPhone to record everything and just, again, focus on lighting and audio and to be honest you could probably set up a decent youtube studio and not have to buy an expensive camera for less than 400 so what i'll do is i'll leave a link up of the equipment that you can use um if you want to do like live podcasting on youtube if you want to do live streaming that's something different too so it's almost like an internet radio station but i include how to launch all of that in my um my podcast masterclass. so if If anybody is like, yo, I really want to learn how to launch a podcast, shoot me a DM, let me know. So what else did I say I was going to talk about with y'all? So, okay. So we talked about the big day, talked about getting laid off from my job. Um, Oh, yes. About that. So I got two things that I want to talk about. The first thing, the Jehovah's Witness, y'all, the Jehovah's Witness has lost their mind. Now, listen, I am spiritual. I grew up in a church. I am, I'll say I am non-denominational because I attended a Baptist church, Kojic, African Methodist, Catholic, you know, every church you can think of growing up. But I'm going to tell you all this. I got a letter the other day from the Jehovah's Witness. And it was, uh, it's just one person with the organization that sent me the letter from the Southfield chapter and it did not have my name on the front it just had my address and the address to their Southfield chapter so I'm thinking maybe you know it's something for Andre I'm not really thinking that it's something for me it could have been something from his job I open it and I see my name and my name is spelled correctly in the letter but the letter says um I am reaching out to you because with everything that's going on in the world, I want to send you some words of encouragement because we're living in our last days and you can check the Bible. And I'm just like, whoa. Okay. Y'all this is when I feel like religion can get touchy. This is when I had to have a very serious conversation with this org about how aggressive they are with their approach to recruiting people into their org. At the end of the day, we all praise, we all we all answer to one God, whether it's Allah, the Most High, the universe, we all answer to the same person. But the minute you start to impose religion on people aggressively in order to recruit people because you can't go door to door anymore, that's when it becomes a violation. And for me, I felt very violated for the simple fact that the least you could've, you know, do was write my name on the envelope instead of just, you know, mailing me a unsolicited letter that you could have sent me an email you know if you find my information in, chances are you probably have my email too but then that was the other thing i don't know anybody that's jehovah's witness and the last person i knew that was jehovah's witness he passed away but we went to elementary school so i hadn't talked to him in a while so of course i told my guy's sister um about it and my mom and that was the first thing they asked me well do you know anybody that's jehovah's witness and i'm like i know everybody but i can't think of anybody right now um so, of course, what did I do? Because y'all know I'm crazy. Just, just a little bit. I looked up the address to see if it was a real address and come to find out it was. The Southfield chapter is not even five minutes away from my house. So I drove up there and they were doing a full drive. And I asked to speak with, you know, the person that was the head of their organization, their chapter leader. So the chapter leader wasn't available. So that's when I proceed to explain to the two gentlemen that was standing outside the letter that I got. They told me the name of the person who wrote the letter. But again, the problem is that it wasn't necessarily a letter of recruitment for their organization. It was a letter of recruitment for her individual ministry. So not only did you look up my information and send me a letter... And, you know, you basically just kind of like just wrote this random letter to shake me up. But you're doing this and you're using the organization as a platform to recruit people for your own ministry. You can't do that, y'all. You can't do that. That's not fair. So, um, pretty much after a long talk, I had to call the headquarters and report that person for their, um, their aggressive recruitment, whatever, you know, strategy, and they have to talk to that person. And yes, they will be facing some serious penalties because again, they're using the the name of the organization, but they're recruiting people for their own ministry. So I think that that's not fair one to the Jehovah's witness, but most importantly, I still think that their approach can be a little too aggressive. And I think that that's not fair. And you cannot always impose religion on people. You have to give people a chance to, you know, discover religion. And if they have questions, like just, you know, you can answer the questions, but don't just shove religion down somebody's neck. Like, I mean, y'all seen what Kanye West just did a couple of days ago, right? The coonery, like the coonery, (laughs) He's talking about running for president, but yeah, he's going around telling people that Harriet Tubman never freed the slaves. Huh? Oh, okay. Kanye, I'm going to let you finish. But, you know, so again, just a matter of doing your research. Just do your research. And if there is a question that you do have that you're curious about, then, you know, that's the time to ask. But you don't have to enforce religion on the people. So, that's my rant for the Jehovah's Witness. Now, uh, the United States Postal Service, UPS, FedEx, all of y'all, listen, I get that you guys are backed up in shipment and stuff, but that does not make it acceptable to leave packages out in a pouring rain, let alone deliver packages To the middle of the hallway. Don't leave it at a mailbox. Don't leave it in front of nobody's door. But you just come in, drop the stuff off in the middle of the floor, and leave. And mind you, I had two packages that came in from FedEx, and one of them was a work package. Now, if my work stuff would have been in there, like my iPad and my phone, guess who would have had to pay for that stuff? Because it was soaking wet? Me. So I had to have a word with um, all of them today. United States Postal Service, um, UPS, FedEx, everybody. My wedding shoes were supposed to be delivered on Saturday. And it said that they were delivered. But then it was attempted. It was a delivery attempt at 6.52. And I'm like, I was at home the whole time. I didn't hear the doorbell ring. Nobody left me a note. Nothing. Nothing. Y'all, I went up to the post office today, twice, mind you, not once, but twice. I went this morning and I went this evening. And apparently my shoes were on somebody's row. And the um, clerk told me the name of the person. She said, talk to her. When she gets there, she should have your package. So I came to the house at like 3 p.m. I've been sitting here all day after running my errands. She pulls up. She don't have my packages. My packages are on her other truck back at the United States Postal Service. So I went off on her. (laughs) I went back up to the post office. I went off on the lady who told me that my package was in her truck. But um, I still gave them grace because I understand that they are doing their best to try to deliver all of these packages. And their route was down by like 25 people. So, it was rough. It was rough. But, again, just because you guys are having a hard time with getting packages delivered does not mean that you can mishandle packages. Like, don't do that. So, leaving my stuff out in a pouring rain when it could have been electronics in there. Almost breaking um, my champagne flukes because y'all want to throw my stuff around when the package clearly says it's fragile lying and saying that y'all attempted a delivery when in fact you never did and it's sitting at y'all warehouse when i can just go and pick up my package y'all when i tell y'all i have had a field day with the united states postal service fedex and ups i'm kind of tired of y'all at this point so if you know somebody that works at either of these offices send them my name my information please uh, because we got to do better. We have to do better. And it, it was a mess. It's, it's a mess. Okay. It was a hot mess. But enough of my ranting. I'm, I'm done ranting for the day. Uh, do y'all have any questions for me? So this is Ask G. Marie. I always do this segment. But I just haven't been doing it lately. Um, Because, you know, whatever. But yes, Ask G. Marie. So you guys can ask me whatever you want to ask me. There is a question box box. Here at the bottom, you can type in the question and submit it to me, and I will answer it. Do not be afraid. Uh, This podcast is unscripted, unfiltered, and unapologetic, so you can ask me anything, and I won't be like, why would you ask me that? I can't believe that you asked me that. No, I'm not funny acting like that. Ask away. Mm. The coffee is good. It's my third cup. It's my third cup. Hey, y'all. Like, I... Listen, I see some of y'all in here. Let me shout out everybody that came on here. So, Miss P. Anderson, one of my old students' mamas. Hey, girl. Kim. What's up, Kim? Hey, girl. The Detroit Podcast Festival joined today. And thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys got my submission for... um, the podcast because i would love to be on the panel with y'all stuff sorry i keep getting my trading alert i don't know why but um i would love to be on the panel for this year's uh, detroit podcast fest i definitely enjoyed myself last year when i attended what's up mickey i saw you join a second ago what's up what's up what's up girl bye miss Jamee. hey girl how you doing hey girl Danny Terrell hi, how are you doing? Long time no see. Who else? Emria Maria, hi Em Maria. I've seen you a couple of times, and yes, thank you for those words of encouragement. I really do appreciate you, Quan. Hey Quan, I don't know you, but hey, how are you? How are you? Yes, and God is good. Absolutely, prayer is just, you know, it's amazing. Amanda, Tugs, y'all, I ain't seen Amanda. In a month of Sundays, like, I think the last time I saw Amanda, I was 19 or 20, and we used to, uh, dance together, like, way back when, when we were in this group called Jigsaw and Geekonomics, so, what's up, Amanda, long time no see, I hope all is well, face for days, hey, 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 you always show me so much love, thank you for always tuning in and for joining, um dme i'm probably butchering your name but i'm sorry hey thank you for joining uh tonight's episode and i'm gonna send you that link too i ain't forgot about you what's up the deal and Brittany, girl of britney you was my girl back at west seal okay you used to take care of me yes yes and yes i'm talking about i used to spend a bag or two at wet seal buying that cheap ass stuff but it was so cute it was so cute and britney used to always take good care of me when she worked there and she will be my uh, makeup artist for my wedding and i'm so excited to get my makeup done by the beautiful britney because as you can see girl i need to get my face together my face is peeling you know i look crazy right now i look like a little kid but i'm gonna get all of this up here together but i know you're gonna make me beautiful for my wedding yes the deal promotions i ain't seeing you in a month of sundays either how are you doing i hope all is well i hope the family is well i hope you get getting money i hope you get into this bag despite the uh covid i hope covid sit their ass down by tomorrow so we can get back to this bag for real but steph hey steph how you doing long time no see would you be able to instruct on the creation of vlogs yes i am i can help you with that so hit me up we're gonna have to talk we probably we're gonna have to talk on the phone um so we can get that in order but yes i could help you with vlogging and tell you what um what i've been using to like edit my videos and stuff so normally i'm supposed to charge for that but i'm gonna look out for you i'll let you know hey how you doing hey what's going on how are you doing i'm so excited for your big day girl we used to have so much fun at west seal yes we did yes we did we used to cut up a rug at west seal at Fairlane. okay honestly y'all should have just gave me a job as much as i shopped at west seal you should have gave me a job because i think i was up there every day but let me tell you something it's because i got my refund check from wayne state i used to take that money and just blow it so please don't be like me. Y'all, if y'all go to school, <laughs> please do not blow your refund check because you gotta pay it back. <laughs> so like right now, I went from, oh, 70,000 worth of student loan debt to like 100,000. But that's because I let my interest build up. So don't be like me. Be better than me, okay? Please. Yes, a good ghetto time, okay? <laughs> We had so much fun at West Seal. Like, I mean, honestly, hands down, you were my favorite person that worked there. You were Sabrina. Because, you know, me and Sabrina, that that's my girl. We go way back. So, yes. Do y'all have any questions for me? Please don't be afraid to ask me anything. Um, I'm already at the 850 mark. So, my live is going to go off probably in, like, the next 10 minutes or so. But... Ask away. Ask G. Marie. Whatever you want to ask me, ask away. Don't forget to put it in the uh, little question box tab and then it'll submit to me. Let me see if anything pops up. Because last time somebody had a question and I didn't see it. Hello, Bobo! Hi, Shunk. How are you? Look, all of my dance babies are popping on tonight. Oh. I feel so old. <laughs> yes I am uh wrapping up my 50th 50th episode I cannot believe it that even though technically an episode a week equals up to like 52 episodes um I had to take a lot of breaks (laughs) while recording my podcast and making sure that I was um delivering some good content to y'all I didn't want to just record every week and not be inspired and stuff you know I wanted to make sure that I was really giving y'all some good content so yes after two years I finally reached my 50th episode even though I should be at like episode 105 but it's okay sometimes slow uh, progress is better than no progress so it's a matter of just getting up and do it even when you don't feel like it sometimes you got to find the motivation to do something that you really love to do oh yes I got a question alright so here is the question alright from Miss Brittany so out of 50 episodes of your podcast what has been the biggest lesson Ooh, because that's what the show is about Um, the biggest lesson definitely focuses on self rediscovery you know, finding things about yourself that you love and that you don't love. Um, The Dating for Dummies series, I'm going to bring that back too. Because I always have fun recording um, Dating for Dummies and Lovers and Friends with my uh, my homeboy Adot. So, I'm going to get with him. And we're going to do a live episode of that. Um, I'll let y'all know when we go back to doing the Lovers and Friends and the Dating for Dummies series. But pretty much just like it's so crazy because even though I launched the podcast to help other women I think I found myself helping myself more than anything like you know how you you can dish all the advice in the world to other people but we don't take our own advice you know that type of thing so I find myself having to listen to my own podcast to take my own advice uh but again just you know self-rediscovery um really just learning how to love yourself and you know spending time with yourself but most importantly recognizing when you're dealing with a fuck boy recognizing when you're you know in a toxic environment or or relationship whether it's with um a spouse or it's with a friend because we we talk about friendship too a lot on the podcast and I was so fortunate to interview you know a lot of my personal friends that I've been knowing for Twenty plus years and we talked about you know our relationship as friends and what we had to navigate in our relationship in order for us to continue to have strong relationships because you know at times when you've been friends with people for 10 11 plus years they become your family almost so they they know you and you know them and you know what ticks them off and they know what ticks you off but I think communication is key too like you got to be You have to communicate and you have to learn to be vulnerable. This podcast has taught me the art of vulnerability because I will tell you in a minute, I am a G. Pimps don't cry. I don't cry. Y'all see, I shed like three thug tears on here, but that's because I finally allowed myself to be vulnerable and it took me a long time to hone in on those skills because I felt that, especially as a black woman, like when you show emotion is seen as like weakness and for so many years I, I never wanted to be seen as being weak and it wasn't until I had to take off my cape sorry my uh trading alarm keeps going off it wasn't until I took off my cape that I learned the art of vulnerability and I strongly strongly encourage you all practice the art of vulnerability because you will release so much baggage. So much baggage and you'll feel lighter, you'll feel better. Um and I've had some conversations with people that I should have had conversations with a long time ago because there were some things that I needed to let go. You know, as far as either how I felt about them or or vice versa. So, yeah, vulnerability. That's probably the biggest lesson. Vulnerability, communication is key and you know if you don't love yourself how the hell you gonna love somebody else and of rupaul so <laughs> all right any more questions Any more? don't be afraid um my clock is still ticking too so i got like a few more minutes and then i'm gonna have to log off um but yeah but i mean other than that you know thank y'all for joining me on tonight's episode i mean Again, my, my show is unscripted, unfiltered, unapologetic. I always try to keep the conversation as real and as authentic as possible. So like most podcasters, they'll write a script. And I'm like, nope. I'm, I literally just get on and I have a conversation with my people. You know, and I want y'all to feel me. I want to be able to feel y'all. So when you get a chance, please, please, please visit my website and check out some of the stuff that's on there um i have workbooks on there i have merch on there um i'll be posting the uh, podcast masterclass link and then i'll also uh send the link for anybody who's interested in learning how to you know day trade and stuff just hit me up and i'll send you all the information about that but Shoot me an email. So actually, you can like me on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on Twitter also. I know you guys are following me on Instagram at Marie Taught Me. And then visit my website at www.gmarietaughtme.com. And you can also shoot me an email if you have any questions for me at hello at So I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm going to leave this live up for the next 24 hours. And then I'll post the recap on my actual podcast and you can click the link in the bio to subscribe to the show and i mean yeah you know thank y'all so much for tuning in to the 50th episode of g Taught me and i'll kick it with y'all soon. peace today's episode is powered by g marie media llc